just clicked onto Country 89 on my Bean app, B-E-E-N, Bean app. Uh, yep, that counts the countries, and this is number 89, which is a really lovely number. Um, I'm an atheist, and so Vatican City is not somewhere that pulls me into its bosom. Um, but as someone that studied art, I do appreciate the majesty of what it has to offer. I've just been to St Peter's Basilica. It's free to get in. If you are going to come to Vatican City, either go in very early in the morning or later in the evening, uh, up to avoid all the queues. Uh, and uh, St Peter's Basilica is absolutely mind-blowing. It is really quite incredible. Michelangelo painted on the ceiling a giant altar covered in gold and opulence oozing from every possible orifice. Statues so many you couldn't possibly dream of counting them and to walk from one end to the other probably takes six or seven minutes. It is absolutely massive and the extraordinary high ceiling, even if you're prepared for it, really does take your breath away. So all things good. As an institution, the Catholic Church, we all know that it's riddled with historical problems, racism, homophobia, and just general malice. And, you know, in fairness, it also has done enormous amounts of good in the world. Wherever you stand on it, it is, without doubt, a remarkable place to be. I'm in St. Peter's Square, stupid name, because it's round, and all around me are ex-popes through history carved out of stone and pillars, Doric columns, uh, probably originally uh, influenced by Greece. St Peter's Basilica itself has been here for 500 years. There's been a church uh, on this site way before that, though, built by the Romans. Uh, no one's entirely sure just how old this is, but it uh, it really is quite spectacular. And if, if you, know, you sort of manage to dodge the moral quandary of the fact that this institution, this company, essentially, has managed to harbour billions and billions of dollars of, well, priceless artworks from around the world uh, in the greatest, most expensive art collection ever, and that only a fraction of that is on show. If you can just take in the majesty of these surrounding buildings, it really is quite something. And as I look at an opulent stone fountain gushing water out and being caught uh, in a marble bath of grandeur, with carved crests and plaques all the way throughout its structure, uh, dappling the light of the afternoon. I say, well done. You have done a good job, Vatican City. You are the smallest country in the world, but you are arguably the most impactful when you think that it is just within its borders, nothing but art and grandiosity. What country in the world could you possibly say that about apart from this one? There really is nothing else apart from grandeur in this country, a country called Vatican City, owned by, and this is where it gets a little bit confusing, uh, the king, which is also the Pope. And it's not a democracy. In fact, it couldn't join the EU if it tried, because you can't join the EU unless you are a democracy. This tiny little peculiar nation is a web of anomalies and uh, I'm gonna go for a beer now and get out of here why am I leaving this country to go and get a beer because you can't get a beer in Vatican City in fact you can't even get a meal here there are no restaurants you could probably get a bottle of water but there is no restaurants and no bars nice to be here congratulations on an absolutely epic artistic achievement hundreds of years thousands of men and women coming together to create a truly unique place to be.
and I can see where the Pope stands. He's got a little balcony. He's powerful, but he does look a bit like he's wearing a dress. <laughs> Vatican City is so unique and so different to well, really every other country that I thought for this podcast I'd do something different. So I thought, you know, I never use AI and it's about time I got thrust into the modern world. So I've asked AI to write a funny song about Vatican City. Let's see how good it is. Write me a funny song about Vatican City. Okay, here it goes. God, that was quick. Great, here's a silly song about Vatican City, it says. Verse 1. Oh, it's broken it down into verses and choruses. Okay. In Vatican City, the Pope is the king. He wears a big hat and he likes to sing. No, he doesn't. When have you ever heard the Pope sing? He's got a big house. Yes, he has. And a fancy car. Yeah, that's true. And he's got a lot of friends from near and far. Um... You know what? I can't really pick holes in that. He's got a lot of friends. He's got like a billion friends. Chorus. Vatican City. Vatican City. It's the place to be if you're feeling witty. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say that it's a comedic country. Vatican City. Vatican City. It's the place if you're feeling pretty. I mean, that's just unbelievably lazy. I'm not impressed. Uh, the Swiss Guard are dressed in blue and red. They protect the Pope. And they never go to bed. They do. They march around with their big white hats. I don't think they wear white hats. And they never take any naps. Again, what's this obsession with them not sleeping? They definitely sleep. They might. They probably don't nap at work, but that's just general employment, isn't it? When was the last time you went into the bank and the teller was just banging out 40s heads? It's not as mental. Right, chorus, Vatican, Vatican City... It's the place to be if you're feeling witty. The Sistine Chapel is a work of art. It's got paintings on the ceiling that will melt your heart. Michelangelo was the man who painted it all, and he did it without ever taking a fall. Well, that's probably true, because if he did fall, he'd be dead. But, um, I mean, I'm not reading it very well, but let's be honest, it's not that good. Vatican City, Vatican City, it's a place to be if you're feeling witty. Vatican City, Vatican City, it's a place to be if you're feeling pretty. Do you remember when I said, can you write a funny song? In Vatican City, the Pope is the boss. He's got a big hat. He's never at a loss. God, that doesn't scan very well. He's got a lot of power and he likes to use it. But historically, the Catholic Church have been a bit... No, I'm making that bit up. He's got a lot of power and he likes to use it, but he's also got a sense of humour, so don't abuse it. The Sistine Chapel is a sight to see. It's got paintings on the ceiling that will make you pee. <laughs> OK, that's not funny because it said pee. It's just, it's just funny because it was so unexpected. I didn't realise that, that you could be risque. If you're feeling witty or pretty or both, come to Vatican City and take the oath. You'll have a great time with the Pope and his crew. 
and you'll laugh so hard you won't know what to rubbish let's save the day i'm going to give you some facts that are quite interesting about this place So there's less than a thousand people that live here in Vatican City, but as a result of that, being that it's got such a small population, it skews a lot of numbers. So if you think about it, per capita, per the amount of people that live here, even if you have a bit of crime, you end up having a high crime rate. As a result, the Vatican has the highest crime rate of any country in the world. Yeah, basically, it just takes a few bag snatchers, a couple a week, and that's enough to do it. The Vatican consume more wine per capita than anywhere else in the world, right? The average Vatican resident consumes an astonishing 74 litres of wine every year. That's double that of France. But I don't think they do a lot of the hard stuff. I don't know. I just, I mean, I've never met anyone that lives here. And this is one of the few countries that I'll ever go to where I won't chat to anyone at all that lives here. Because the Swiss Guard aren't allowed to talk to you. And, um, well... No one else really lives here, apart from, you know, the Pope and his honchos. But I don't think I'll be chatting to him anytime soon. So, who are the Swiss Guard? The Swiss soldiers, known as the Pontifical Swiss Guard, they're responsible for protecting old Popey McPoperson. There's 135 of them. These lads were first hired about 500 years ago because the Pope at the time uh, needed personal protection. At least he thought he did, because, you know, the church has always had enemies, and at that point... Uh, Pope Paranoid, Pope Julius II, uh, thought he might need a bit of protection. So he hired these guys and he said, right, what's what's going to happen here is we're going to dress you up and um, make you look a bit silly, frankly. We do want you to be like really intense, tough guys, but let's let's go for a weird uniform that sort of looks like what would happen if you put blue and yellow in a stripy toothpaste and squirted it out over fabric. Um... They get them tailor-made, of course. They're not cheap, um, but they they do look completely and utterly ridiculous. They're, I don't know how to describe them apart from puffy, very, very puffy. I don't know, it just looks like a... It looks like someone made them up on LSD. And in case that wasn't enough, sometimes these guys, they have to wear silly helmets with red feathers coming out of the top. So that's that's a bit odd. Now the Vatican is just full of anomalies. Here's here's probably the biggest one. Uh, there's no hospitals, and more importantly, there's no delivery rooms. So as a result, no one can be born into the Vatican City by birth. Like you can't become a citizen by birth. You're granted citizenship on the grounds of appointment to work in a certain capacity in the service of the Holy See. The Holy See is. Uh, it's pretty complicated. I got in a YouTube cul-de-sac on this one, and I don't think I'm going to put you through the pain of explaining it. Just think of the Holy See as the company, and the company works for the Vatican. A lot of people think the Holy See is the Vatican, and the Vatican is the Holy See. There's a few differences, but you know what? Don't worry about it. The citizenship is extended to spouses, parents, and other relatives that live together. So women do live here, some of them, um, although I haven't seen any, once the appointment ceases, the citizenship is stripped away. So basically, as long as you either work here or you're married to someone or you're the 
kid of someone that works here, you can have citizenship. As soon as they don't work here, you can't have citizenship. Meaning that really, no one's really got citizenship for life, apart from, well, I presume the Pope. Um, yeah, he would have, until he dies. And then you might remember from the last Pope death, then there's a, a series of weird things that happen with a chimney and then picking out the new Pope. Um, it's all a bit old school, you know, when them picking out a new Pope. I think, can I remember this? Isn't it when the black smoke shows they've picked a new Pope? Or is it the grey smoke? They they literally send smoke signals when they pick a new Pope. Um, which you could say, you know, they haven't really grasped modern technology. But I think the Pope's on Twitter. Although he must be rethinking that. Everyone is. I am, so, by the way, completely not relevant. I am so glad I never got involved in any of that social media shite. Turns out I wasn't that stupid. Right, the Vatican. It, here it is, right? Little country. We've banged on about that enough. But check this out. It's got a telescope. But it's not here. In 1981, the Vatican purchased a state-of-the-art telescope, right? One of the world's largest. It's called the Vatican Advanced Technology Telescope. And it sits in Arizona on top of a mountain. Yeah. And they conduct astronomical research out of out of that. Which is rich, isn't it? Because didn't they essentially deny Galileo and all of his findings? Didn't they, the, the Catholic Church get in the way of uh, the publication of any of the sort of revelations that uh, Galileo made? Um, you know, like, I don't know, the Earth's not flat, Big Bang, you know, the classics. They're, they're not known to be the fastest moving organisation, but uh, go figure. Galileo. Galileo. Figaro. Magnifico. Um, it's very rarely you can get the Bohemian Rhapsody lyrics into a sentence. I tried. That was the Vatican City. I hope you enjoyed it. It was quite quick, but, you know, it is a small country. If you're coming to Rome, you'd be absolutely bonkers not to see it. And I think I'll leave it there. I'm going to get a train now um, to... Oh, my goodness, I've completely forgotten where I'm going next. Oh, yeah, the last one for a long time. I'm going to uh, yet another tiny one. Uh, I've got to go through Italy and then uh, into France for just a tiny bit. And then I pop up in my uh, next country, which is in many ways the polar opposite of this small country. They've both got money... It's Monaco. I mean, both Vatican City and Monaco have got a staggeringly large amount of money. But um, there's going to be a very different vibe to the quiet serenity of that basilica I just visited. And in fact, it's going to be a little bit more gauche, a little bit more showy, a little bit more she-she, la-la, showy-offy, cocaine, look at my Lambo, etc. Well, we'll see. Next stop. Um, Monaco, Monaco. I always want to say Morocco. They are very different. Someone must have accidentally gone to the wrong place once. Someone has. You've just got to tell me they have. It just makes me happy to think that. Right, must get to Rome Central Station. Never going to sell ice creams going that fast. Went out in Rome last night. Just woke up in a hotel around the corner near Roma Termini, the main central railway station. 
perfectly adequate night. Managed to uh, forage myself a breakfast uh, this morning as part of the accommodation. And being the tight bastard that I am, I filled up my pockets full of hard-boiled eggs, salt, pepper, a couple of bits of bread, basically enough to make a nice lunch later. Uh, the streets are alive, the sun is shining, and I feel very content. Rome's great. I went out last night for pasta because, you know, when in Rome, head north, try to conquer Scotland and get stopped by a small stone wall. Something like that. Uh, but no, I did do as very much... Uh, Actually, did I do as the Romans do? No, not really. I didn't actually, because I don't think any Romans would eat anywhere near the Colosseum in the same way that I, as a Londoner, wouldn't dream about having fish and chips in Covent Garden. It's not going to be the best. It's going to be more expensive than everywhere else, and it's going to be packed full of tourists. But I did find a little cheeky side street, so I wasn't with the main throng of... Is that the collective noun for tourists? Throng? What happens if they're all wearing skinny knickers? Is that a throng of thongs? Anyway, I wasn't with the main throng of tourists um, and found a cheeky little pasta dish. Actually, not a bad price. Weird, isn't it? 10 euros for a plate of pasta. Not particularly big, but enough to fill you up just about with a cheeky side salad. But the pint, well, I'd say the pint, the half litre of beer was 6.50. So I think they're making their money on the booze there and trying to get the tourists in with the reasonably cheap food prices. Anyway, can't complain. I've heard some horror stories about eating in Rome. It's certainly not the best food in Italy because it basically doesn't have to be. Anywhere where there's loads of tourists, just think about it. Don't eat there. <laughs> when you go to a place that's always going to be packed, whether it's good or bad, there's no real need for it to be good. So, for example, there's a burger place next to the Colosseum full of Americans. I don't know, but I can guarantee you right now that it's probably shite absolute shit in a tray but it doesn't need to be good and it doesn't even need good reviews those seats are gonna be filled no matter what happens so probably goes without saying but in case you're new to this kind of thing go to your tourist things tick them off enjoy yourself and then disappear down a side street and explore Anthony Bourdain style if you can uh, but yeah the Coliseum's absolutely epic it really is in town it's just like a normal street you're just driving around doing your thing and bosh there it is, right up in your grill. Um, if you are in Rome, like many European cities, I recommend the Cultra app. C-O-O-L-T-R-A, Cultra. Um, you're going to need a driving licence, but if you've got one, you can ride mopeds. Rock on. Um, and they're electric mopeds, so they're green and groovy for the planet. And it is definitely the best way to see Rome, and I would also say Lisbon, and probably plenty other um, major cities that I haven't been to but uh, you really do feel like a proper Roman humming around the streets on an electric scooter whizzing around past the Colosseum and other, other ancient Roman ruins and of course this town of Rome or this city of Rome where all roads lead um, is in fact a lot older than the Romans they're still digging them up they still really think that this might go way back to the alright mate um, they do like a honk. It's not like Latin America, where uh, Peru's one of my favourite. You're at a traffic light in Peru. The second it goes yellow, 3,000 horns. Love it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of uh, hand gestures and all the usual stuff that you would expect from Italy. Um, it's only one night in Rome, so I can't comment a great deal on it. I'm sure there's a hell of a lot to do here. Um, and just driving around is one way of doing it but I'm sure there's endless galleries, museums, exhibitions, 
plays, comedies. It's all here if you want it. I'm on an interrail pass, which means I have to get my app going and pick my next train. I'm going to try and get up to Genoa. Genoa? No, but I'd like to. Um, there's nothing to, to kill a punchline like a Roman ambulance. As you probably know about me, I'm one of the least patriotic people there is. I am British, but I'm so unbelievably ashamed of Brexit that I sometimes deny it. And in fact, I am half Irish. Um, and so it's, I think it's fair to say that I'm not very patriotic. But I will say this. I much prefer our ambulance and police car sirens. There you go. That's about as patriotic as I get. We're really good at music and sirens. Go, Britain. I mean, what are you actually achieving? Right, let's get this ticket and get up to Genoa. Genoa? No, but I'd like to. It's funny because of... No, okay, see you later. The Italians really like to talk. And they like to talk quite loudly. And they like to talk all around me when I'm trying to sleep on a train. Do you know what? It's kind of beautiful. Just five hours of this. I'd like to find the man who invented headphones. Kiss him. This was mixed and produced in the UK by We Make Podcasts. Dot UK.